Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Realty Check. I'm your host, Trish Williams, and thank you for joining us today. If you have been watching the show, if you're liking the show, please make sure to share it with your friends. Um, subscribe to us. We are we're on YouTube, of course, Realty Check with Trish Williams. Uh, we're here on Facebook. If you're watching us live on Facebook, you just press the like button and you'll get notified every time that we have a video post. Also, uh, we are um, we're on uh, iTunes and Pandora, Amazon Music, uh, basically anywhere where you can get a podcast, you're going to be able to find our podcast. So if you like us, if you're listening to us and you find our information useful, please make sure to subscribe, tell your friends, write us a review. That would be very helpful to the show and for our future guests because we're looking forward to providing you guys a lot of great, valuable content. So today I have a special guest on our show. Um, this is Shelby Stenson. She is actually the director of operations for the Trish Williams team. Good morning, Shelby. Good morning. Good morning. So glad to get you out of the office today. Yep. <laughs> doesn't happen so, very often. Doesn't happen very often. Shelby's usually stuck behind the computer in the office and working on all of our paperwork. So she does a very good job at keeping Trish Williams' team organized, keeping me organized. I'm usually out running around with clients and um, in appointments, doing all, all kinds of things out there in the field. And Shelby is in the office making sure that all of our contingency deadlines are met, all of our contracts, the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, and all of our stuff's in order. So we really appreciate you, Shelby, and anybody that's worked with us in the past knows how important Shelby's job is. So um, thank you. Um, today, uh, being that uh, we're in December now, we just got the numbers released for November stats in the real estate market. Um, November, um, the numbers that we pretty much track, you know, at the end of the month. There's a lot of numbers that we track, actually, but um, the the numbers that we track for, uh, for that we look at at the end of every month is sales, you know, the sales from the previous month. So um, from those numbers, Shelby, what those what those charts look like for November? So we had quite a bit of a dip in November, slowed down just a little bit. Um, it seems like we're kind of slowing but we usually slow down at the end of the year anyway yeah. you get the holidays people don't really want to go out and look at houses while they've got family in town right. and they don't really want to have people walking through their houses if they're selling their house and they're still living there so we usually see a slowdown at this time of year anyhow seasonality yeah yeah, yeah most most definitely and that's why I seen the numbers, um, you know, definitely we were super uh, hot, super on fire. The market was in, um, you know, in, in October and actually, gosh, all year, almost this year. Uh, we've been, uh, sell, you know, sales have been really high and things have been doing well. Um, when I seen the drop, it was about four to 500 unit drop that we had in November. Not substantially anything to be concerned about just because it is. It's, it's, um, we see a drop every November, December. Um, cells are still, they usually stay pretty strong and I still think that they're going to be okay, but just not as quickly as, um, as we typically do. A uh, good thing for sellers to remember when we start to see any type of, you know, drop in sales or anything like that, any higher days on the market, is that pricing right is very important. Um, 
sometimes, and we all want to try to get the most money for our homes. That's, you know, kind of what we do, right? But um, when you are, when sales are um, dropping a little bit, when activity slows down, you want to make sure that you're priced correctly because pricing too high can actually slow down your sell and uh, cause more higher days on the market. Right. 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 So, Shelby, let's talk today about buying. Okay. Okay. So when we first off, you know, let's say um, a buyer, you know, when someone's looking to purchase a home, buyer gets pre-approved, they talk to a lender, which is always a good first step. Sometimes you'll call us first and that's fine. You can, you know, call us and we'll set up an appointment or set up a, a, a consult with you to go over what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you want um, to get your kind of wants and needs of what you're looking for in a home? However, if you're planning on financing this purchase, then we want to get you in contact with the lender to talk about programs, to talk about what is available for you on the purchasing. Right. And we also want to make sure that we're looking at houses that are in your price range so that we don't accidentally show you something that maybe you aren't able to purchase at that price. And let's say you fall in love with that house and then you find out you can't get it. So we want to make sure that we have a solid amount of money that we're able to spend so that we are only showing you houses that you would actually be able to get into. So talking to the lender first is really important in that first step. Absolutely. And how many times has that actually happened where we've had even sometimes somebody that has like an older pre-approval letter or they have an amount in mind and we start, um, we start, you know, even just sending homes, you know, through, you know, sending them some options or homes or whatever. And they start off saying, we want to purchase this amount and then find out once we go talk to the lender and work out the numbers, everything's different. The amount's totally different. That's very common, right? Yep. And it's really uh, dejecting for the buyer because then they get really discouraged that they can't purchase that house that they really liked. So yeah. Yeah. And then on the other hand, sometimes you find out that your approval amount is higher than what you expected because of interest rates, because yeah. of everything. So it changes. And we've had that where, you know, people thought they, you know, kind of did their own estimates or research on it and they thought that they were approved for a lower amount. They found out that same payment actually could qualify them for a higher amount. And they're like, hey, no, never mind all those homes we were looking at. I want a house with a pool. Yeah. So <laughs> we've had a few of those too where that yeah, stuff happened. We certainly have. So talking to the lender first is extremely important. And as realtors, um, so we may send you some homes, send you some options to look at before you have that, that approval letter. But we're not supposed to be showing you homes without a pre-approval because it's it's a security, um, a security factor for sellers. Um, just think if you were selling your home, do you want people that are in your home that are not qualified to purchase it? Um, especially during these days with COVID security that people are trying to do on staying safe. They want to eliminate foot traffic in the house. And most sellers are requesting ahead of time that we um, that we have pre-approved buyers only. Yep, and a few of them actually want to see those pre-approval letters before we even go to see the property to double check and make sure you're all good to go. Right, and that wasn't a thing before. That wasn't really a, a request that we were on high-end homes it was. Right. When like we got into luxury listings, they would always request and always still do request a pre-approval letter. But on regular, you know, regular 
homes, medium-priced homes, they weren't requesting those, and now they are due to COVID. Yeah, COVID's definitely changed things up a little bit. Right, right. So, buyer gets pre-approved. They have their letter. Um, Shelby takes the letter, throws it in a file. <laughs> yeah, and from that point, um, then we meet with the buyer. Buyer comes into the office, um, and we set up what's uh, a search through the MLS. Now, why is it important that we set up a search through the MLS and the buyers don't go out looking on, you know, other websites, Zillow and all these other websites that are out there? Yep. So the the issue with websites like Zillow, Trulia, things like that, is they don't have the uh, exact data that a real estate agent will have through the MLS. They're getting secondhand information from it. Um, so they're not fully syndicated to that system, which is where all of real estate agents actually post their listings. So with us putting uh, a search, setting up a search for you in the MLS, you're getting the exact homes as soon as they come on the market. You're getting accurate information. Um, if something goes under contract, you see it right away. You're not looking at houses that, you know, maybe sold a couple months back. How um, many times do we get those? Oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> so it says, ah, I found this house on Zillow. It's perfect. I'm like, yeah, it's sold. That's <laughs> it, sold back in like May. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's very important that you're getting the accurate uh, houses and data that's on the market right now um, so that you can actually see those houses. Right. And in a market, especially where there's a hot market where homes aren't staying on the market for many days, right. you're chasing homes. You're just literally, you know, you're going on Zillow. You're saying this one, this one, this one, they're all gone. And we have those days where someone will send us six homes and they're all, you know, screenshots. They'll text it from Zillow and sorry, those are all under contract already. Um, right. You know, and, and unfortunately Zillow doesn't update anything. Um, yep. And what is it? People just always want the ones that are under contract. They didn't want them while they were there, but they want them now. No, but um, that's just that's just a thing. Plus pre-foreclosures. Yeah, pre-foreclosures <laughs> are a huge problem. Zillow posts pre-foreclosures and they, they're not available. That just it, they're just basically showing that the um, the owner's in default. It could foreclose, and the amount that Zillow posts, I have no idea how they even like have the right to post that amount. It has nothing to do with the amount that the home's going to actually be put on the market for. Um, right. They're usually substantially different. So, yep. and the people that are in a pre foreclosure situation can still, if they get all their ducks in a row, get themselves out of that situation. So Absolutely. there's no guarantee that that house is actually even going to sell. Right, right, so yeah. So it's just kind of a wasted search, really. It, it's a wasted search, yeah. It, it's uh, it's interesting why or how, I guess I would need to talk to the Zillow people to find <laughs> out. <laughs> no. um, so, I yeah, I don't know why they post those. Um, I'm sure there's, there's, there's a purpose behind it, but I'm still not um, quite sure. But as far as, like, you know, buyers, when you're looking to purchase a home, uh, those are not available for a purchase mm -hmm. um, at the time being, at the time being. Right. Um, so that, and then also, uh, you know, we, we want to get your search set up through the MLS. The MLS is going to be your most accurate, most reliable source. We can set it up to where it comes to you immediately. When, um, you know, when the listing agent on the other end presses enter, boom, you got the email. You know exactly the minute the home's listed. Right, which is really beneficial, especially in those really hot markets where houses are selling within, like, the first five days of them being on the market, getting that information as quickly as possible is very important. Right. 
And our, um, our portals that we set up for you are very interactive. So you can actually go in there and you can put hearts and light bulbs and trash cans and notes. You can ask questions on a specific house. We can answer those questions back to you. And we, we, keep, uh, we keep track of what's going on in the portal. So what you guys are doing um, out there. And we have every time that we contract a buyer to work with, we schedule showing dates. Um, we have schedule dates that we'll be out looking and, and showing homes. And sometimes you're out looking at homes with me, Trish Williams. Sometimes you're out looking at homes with one of our agents. We have a, we have a couple you know, agents that will work with us and help show homes. And Shelby actually helps out sometimes too. So if we, when we get really overloaded, because we can't be everywhere at once. <laughs> so we try, but we can't. Um, so sometimes you'll be out with, with any of us, but we always uh, set that, you know, set that up, up first. You know, if you say that Tuesdays and Thursdays are your best days and one of our showing assistants are available Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to schedule most of your showing appointments with them and we're going to um, work, you know, work accordingly as, as that goes, just according to your schedule to make sure that we can all work around it. Right. right. So, um, so that's, a, that's, we set everything out, have everything in line. We have a very good process that we do um, on our team. And that's one of the benefits really of working with a team. Um, as a solo agent, I, I, I remember when I was one, um, <laughs> it was, it's very hard to do all of the things that need to be done in real estate and still provide a very good service to our clients when you're all over the place. If you're only doing one transaction every now and then, that's that's fine. You can probably manage that. You know, it's it's probably still hectic during the escrow process because there is a lot that needs to be done, but you're um, you have more time to manage that. But on you know on Trish Williams' team, we usually do a few um, you know a few every every month, and or a handful of them at least. And and we really want to make sure that we're providing great customer service. We're keeping everything organized and we're looking out for your best interest. Those contract deadlines and contingencies are very important. Right, and that's uh, one of the benefits is because you have multiple people that are dealing with the transaction at one time, you've got people you know, cross-referencing and double-checking with each other to make sure that something got done, that all the contingencies are being met, all the paperwork is being filed on a timely and promptly manner. Um, and that the client isn't ever getting neglected in any way or ignored if you ever have an agent that you can't ever get a hold of them on the phone because they're dealing with all of this stuff on their own. Uh, if all of the transaction uh, coordinating is being done by somebody else, then your agent has time to pick up the phone and answer your call when you have a question. So it gives the, the client a lot more of a benefit to work with a team instead of just an individual agent that doesn't have that support system behind them. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree with that. And the <laughs> about answering the phone, yes, very, very important, um, important thing there because yeah, that is people. The public doesn't understand um, how much realtors do <laughs> actually. <Right. laughs> what we have on our plate, they have no idea. Um, I wish, uh, I wish we could explain to you the day in the life. Like it is, it is very. It's always very busy. Um, we always have a lot going on. It's always very busy. Shelby, you're always just typing away in there all day long. <laughs> There's always stuff to do. Um, but it's good. It's good. It's, it's a good thing. We, um, you know, we like it. it. It's actually, there's something new every day. So that's a great, um, that's a great thing too. So back to buying process. 
buyers come in, they set up their search, um, pick out a few homes, say, you know, the, here's, uh, you know, five homes. These homes look great. I'd love to go see these homes. So what are we going to do then? So what we'll do is we'll pull those five homes that you wanted to really see. We'll get those scheduled. And we normally try to make it to where um, if we start on one side of the map and then move to the other side so that we're not bouncing back and forth. Um, we try to make it as linear as possible uh, just to make it a little bit more convenient. Yeah, you don't want to be driving from one side of town to the other. It's Vegas is big now. You don't get everywhere in 20 minutes like you used to. Right, and then that also <laughs> reduces um, your, your showing appointment time so you're not having these long pauses in between seeing houses, which can really fatigue a buyer too. Yes, most definitely. Have you? I, I've had those days where it's like the buyers are like, please, no more. <laughs> <laughs> no more. No. Um, so we usually schedule two-hour windows, um, usually up to five or six houses per showing appointment. And the reason why, very strategically, reason why is because there's, um, you'll forget. <laughs> I'll forget. Well, I'll forget. You see too many homes, they all start blending together. So we want you to be able to see the homes, be able to process what you've seen, be able to take it in. Um, and, and we do, um, I, you know, you always hear the saying, save the best for last. But when it comes into real estate, you really don't want to save the best for last. No. <laughs> it might not be there anymore. So you want to start with your top. You want to start with your favorites first, your, your very top that you want to see. And of course, if a home checks all the boxes, then you know that's you you should um, in in our market the way that it's been lately. Um, if a home checks all your boxes, it might not be there, and then we spend the rest of the time looking at homes, comparing it to that one, and that can be very painful for the buyer and your agent. <laughs> right. So um, so yeah, we uh, we definitely want to do that. Now on once you say we're out, we looked at homes. We looked at five homes today, um, and we found you know third home was perfect. None of the other homes compared to that. That's everything we want. We want to make an offer on that. What do we do now? So once you're ready to write the offer, we'll have to go over what terms you want in the offer. So for example. Uh, what purchase price you're wanting to offer, if you're going to ask for any kind of um, compensation from the seller, so like covering closing costs, home warranties, things like that, um, and also how far out we have to set the closing date. If you've got, say, a contingency where you have to sell your home, we might want to have a little bit longer of an escrow, whereas if you were just financing and doing like a regular conventional FHA loan, we can usually close those in about 30 days, so it kind of depends on what you're looking for. Um, but with uh, asking for things from the seller, you want to really make sure that you're talking with your agent to make sure that you're offering something that's reasonable for the market that you're in, that you're not putting in these really lowball offers that if we're in a seller's market really aren't going to get you very far. Right. Um, and if it's a situation where the house has multiple offers, you might want to consider offering more, but you really want to offer whatever at the end of the day you're not going to regret not making that offer. Right, right, absolutely. And a lot of times, um, if you're looking on offering more, you have to keep in mind that the home's going to have to appraise. Of course. If you're financing. So that's definitely something to consider yeah. on your offer. <laughs> and whenever we write offers, we like to make sure that we check the comps to make sure that what we are offering falls within what the house is valued at. That way we're not making either really high offers that aren't going to appraise or really low offers that are going to offend the seller. Right. 
that's a very important thing you mentioned there is comps. Um, so comps, you know, they're comparables. That's basically, it's not an appraisal, um, not by any means, but when we, so realtors will look at comps when pricing a home. And again, they're going to look at comps when you're selling uh, or when you're purchasing a home because comps are going to show you the comparables, the homes that are like that home in that subdivision or within that vicinity that have sold to basically confirm the market value. So buyers will always say like, what should I offer on this house? Is the house worth it? We need to look at the comps to see if it is. Um, if the house is priced right, and we talk a lot about pricing right in you know, listing and you know, purchasing homes. If the house is priced right, there's no reason why you shouldn't offer you know, list price or as close to it as you could because if the house is priced right, it's going to appraise. There's, um, you know, right now in, in our market in November, homes were selling 98.8% of the list price, which is pretty darn near almost list price. <laughs> so if you're going to come in and offer 90% or in some cases, you know, 80% of the list price, you're probably not going to have much of a chance of getting that offer accepted. Right. And some sellers, they, depending on how low it is, don't even want to look at the offer at that point. They hear the price and they're like, mm, no, we don't yeah. want We don't want that. And we've had that. We've had where, you know, we've sent an offer, you know, and, and sometimes it, sometimes the buyers have to see for themselves. And, and I get that. I understand that, that point, you know, they say, oh, you know, I watched a real estate flipping show and they offered you know, 50,000 less than the house and they got it. Well, yeah, and be careful. When were those shows recorded, right? right. And, and <laughs> what's the market that those houses were purchased in like? Right, because every state does not have the same real estate market. Um, you have to know the conditions of the market that you're in and trust your realtor's advice. I mean, we don't, we, we're not trying to steer you the wrong way. Um, so we could send in an offer and we've had, you know, buyers that want to send in offers that were substantially lower than the list price. And we've, you know, still put those offers together, um, still sent them over. And yeah, there's times where the seller's agent just says, you know, the seller doesn't even want to take the time to sign a, <laughs> sign a rejection or a counter offer or anything. They just said no. <laughs> so um, they are technically supposed to sign a rejection. And, you know, there's times I've pushed to make sure that they set that in and got that over. You know, if the buyer, you know, wants to see the confirmation in writing, of course, we're going to push and get that. But there are definitely times out there where they just won't. They say it's just they don't take the offer seriously and they're not even going to um, talk to us about it. <laughs> so, uh, so that is one thing to keep in mind. You want to make sure if you're serious about purchasing the house, you want to craft and put together a serious offer. And we're going to help you come up with that serious offer. We're going to help you come up with that, that price. We're going to look at the stats. We're going to look at the comps. We're going to look at what is reasonable for that house. And we're going to try to negotiate the best deal possible for you. And um, sometimes, you know, negotiating the best deal possible is getting the closing costs, getting some concessions. Sometimes it's the lower price. We're going to discuss with you what's best for you in your situation and go accordingly to that. There are times, though, where there's multiple offers on a house or there's, you know, the, the house, the days on the market in that neighborhood are very low. And the best deal possible is actually getting the house. 
And, right. <laughs> and that is, there's, there's times and you can ask a lot of buyers out there that have made, you know, 11, 12 offers. And we've had that too, where the best deal possible is getting an offer accepted right. <laughs> because the market is um, in the, in the price or the area that they're looking for. The market is that, that hot. So it's something to really keep in mind. And that's where we're going to give you guys advice on that. Yeah. So offer put together, we're going to, first off, we write on the offer, the, the terms, you know, the offer amount, the offer price, um, our appraisal, when we're going to have the appraisal, when we're going to have the home inspection. Um, and you mentioned like sellers, concessions, closing costs. What, like, what is one of the things that we almost always ask for on the offer? Uh, so we almost always will ask for a home warranty, but a one-year home warranty to be covered by the seller. And that home warranty covers anything that would break in the house. For example, like if your washer and dryer goes out, your water heater, um, it covers some like plumbing electrical issues. Um, so like a home insurance plan covers if there's damage to the home, whereas a home warranty covers if something in the house breaks. Like the mechanics of the home. Right. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you have one of those because it seems like whenever you don't have one, <laughs> something breaks and you would need it. I know, I know. Yeah. So, it, and it is, you don't know the home, you get a home inspection, you know, of course that's, um, you know, that's definitely going to tell you a lot, but you don't know the home, you haven't lived in it. It's always that one year home warranty in the beginning is always very good. And I mean, me personally, I, I still carry a home warranty on my home, I think it's a, a definitely a benefit just because for me, I'm busy. I don't have time to be calling around contractors and finding people when something breaks. I just call the warranty company and they send somebody out. It's to me, it's a convenience more than anything. Um, but yeah, we do always ask for that one year home warranty. Um, there's times where the buyers will waive it. And even if the seller doesn't pay for it, the buyer has the option to purchase it. Um, that's always there. And we usually send you out some brochures and everything so you can pick the company, compare the different um, coverages that are added because they are different. They're not all the same. And uh, we give you the choice to pick out, uh, pick out what you want, what you feel good about and go from there. Right. Yeah. And then um, the closing the closing timelines, you know, average closing, what would you say an average closing timeline is from the from the time offer to close? Offer to close, we're looking at somewhere between like 30, 30 days to about 45 days for a close. And then you have a few days uh, with that negotiation when you submit the offer. So probably all said and done about 35 to 50 days in yeah. total. Mm -hmm. From the time that you make the offer to the time you get your keys. Right. From yeah. first signature to keys. Yeah. And what would you say on our buyers, the buyers that we work with, how many offers do you think it's probably takes before we go into contract? I feel like it's kind of all over the board. It really depends on the buyers and the kind of offers they're making. Yeah. I think that it, it very much depends and like what, uh, what kind of houses they're looking for. Um, it seems like in the last month or two, it's been about three to five offers and then we're good to go. Mm -hmm. um, every now and again, we get that one that gets first offer said, we're all done. We're good to go. We're getting into contract, but it seems like it's about three to five yeah. currently. Yeah. Cause the market's been pretty hot, you know, and, right. and there's been a lot of times where we look at a house one day and 
we're there and then later on that night it's like yeah let's go ahead and make an offer and there were no offers on it at the time when we looked at it then when we go to make the offer it's already in a multiple offer round so that right. definitely is uh happens yeah, this market's really not a i'll think about that tomorrow kind of a market <laughs> it hasn't been it hasn't been i'm wondering if it's going to slow down through december but um but even the fact even though the november um sales were a little slower I just feel like a, a home that's priced right, that shows well, is still selling very quickly. Oh yeah. Pricing is huge though. Um, uh, you know, if they're if they're overpriced at all, they are taking a little bit longer. Um, they're not getting the showings. You know, it, it on from the listing side of it. If we're not getting a lot of showings, that's definitely a warning sign, because um, all the other homes on the market are getting shown and sold pr fairly quickly. Right. Yeah. And then, um, so the day that you get your keys, is that the day that you sign? The final paperwork? Yes. Not necessarily. Okay. On some occasions we can do a all-in-one, like you do your signing, we close and record that same day. But usually it you sign and then a couple of days later we actually will fully close because there's, a, um, there's processes that have to happen on the lender side, they have to coordinate with title and then once that's all said and done they can send it to the recorder's office and the recorder's office takes as long as they're going to take to process that paperwork so they usually do it the same day it's usually the same day but it could be a couple of hours yeah i think we had it once or twice where they didn't record the same day and that was just recently due to covid shutdowns yeah. that they COVID, the next day yeah covid slowing them down a little bit but it's not like we're waiting days for recordings like yeah. a week goes by we haven't recorded it's nothing that's crazy right and so the the big deal about that is um the house is not officially yours until it's recorded into your name so when it gets sent down to the recorder's office just because you wired your closing funds or just because you signed your paperwork with the notary at the title company and did all of that stuff doesn't mean the home's officially yours yet all of those documents have to get sent down to the recorder's office to record the deed in your name transfer title from the seller's name to your name and at that time um i mean the home isn't insured it's not um it's it's not your home yet <laughs> so you have to wait and we have to wait as realtors to give you keys until we have that recording confirmation that the home is officially yours because um Lord forbid, if something were to happen in those last uh, hours or minutes before recording, it really would come to a situation of whose responsibility is it? Yeah, and luckily we haven't had that situation happen, but it could happen. It so could we just, happen. it we're required to make sure that it's actually your house before you get the keys so that we don't have any kind of issues with the current owner. Right, and, and we always, I mean, that's one of the things we do throughout the contract, throughout the entire process, is look out for you to make sure that you don't have, we want to avoid um, all the issues that we could possibly encounter and make this the, you know, as secure of a transaction as possible. Right. Yeah, so. All right. So yeah, that's. Uh, I think we did a really good job, and Shelby, you're very helpful in explaining the purchasing process. And of course, if you have any more questions that we didn't cover, you can call me, 702-308-2878. Um, 
Um, you can even call Shelby. Um, she's in our office now. Shelby, I don't think I mentioned this before, but she's um, she, I, she is our director of operations, but she's also a licensed realtor. So Shelby is fully licensed. She's able to answer real estate questions. Um, she's able to communicate with you on any real estate things or questions that you have. So if you call Shelby directly in the office, um, she's able to answer anything for you. And her phone number is 702 449 Seven eight nine zero. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. I only call her twenty <laughs> times a day, so bad. <laughs> but, I think I'm on your speed dial now. So you don't actually yeah. have to dial the number. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah. If you have any questions for either one of us, we're always happy to help. Um, we do answer our phones, and of course, if I'm not answering my phone or I'm not available, Shelby's. Um, sometimes my phone's uh, forwarded to her, so she'll be picking up. Um, and if not, we always do have a, a standard of service on Trish Williams' team where we return all calls within two hours. We're not those uh, those realtors that you can't never reach. So uh, just reach out to us and we'll get back with you. And uh, thank you. Thank you guys for joining us today. And as I said earlier, if you like the show, please uh, follow us, subscribe to us, um, share it with your friends. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week on Realty Check with Trish Williams.